My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. My name is Sean Jordan, and I'm here with Dr. Preston Ward, my first doctor. And we, prior to uh, technical difficulties that we had last <laughs> time, uh, we can just get a real uh, quick back catch up on you. And and I know I just used those words completely wrong. <laughs> I already have the jumbles. <laughs> so I want to tell me about how you started Mountain Physio. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, always good to be on these podcasts. I always enjoy it. But <clears throat> so I started Mountain Physio about four years ago. I was um, finishing up my residency and I was actually at an archery range setting up my bow for the season. And someone started complaining of shoulder pain. And I looked over it there and I had this light bulb go off like, why isn't there a physical therapist addressing this? So I asked him, you know, there's things you can do about, you know, Cause he, I think he was mentioning like, Oh, I just got to get surgery. And it really wasn't even to me. It was to his friend or something. I'm like, you know, there's stuff you can do. And they're like, ah, yeah, but we're just going to do surgery. And so this light bulb, like I said, went off in my mind and I'm like, there should be a physical therapist addressing rehab, injury prevention and, um, prehab training. Um, and so that kind of, yeah, sparked the fire in me. I've always wanted to start my own practice. And so just meshed my business or my, my love for physical therapy, anatomy, the human body and healing itself and the love for the outdoors and archery in particular. And about four years ago, started my practice. So, so if I were to come to you about this, cause I actually shoot crossbow versus bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you approach me as a newbie trying to learn proper form getting into it yeah good question i so i work with all athletes from of all abilities i um, have the opportunity i'm pretty lucky i to work with the usa archers uh, um, both para side and able body side so on the usa archery team um so that's that's pretty been a lot of fun and a big blessing and just really cool so the way that I look at it from a physical therapist standpoint is just a movement like injury prevention. If you're going to start pulling back a bow, you've been shooting a crossbow, you understand the mechanics roughly of what a bow is, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And so then we just start. Yeah. Get you a bow. We start addressing good mechanics, good form, good strength. And I do a lot of my stuff virtually. So I would say the majority of my visits are virtual visits. Actually, I do consulting work across the country and I've actually hired a therapist um, to start taking on mountain physio in Pennsylvania, as well as Texas, Tennessee, and up into Washington as well. So across the country, we want to try to get um, mountain physio out to everyone. So whether it's virtually or in person as well. That's great. I know Indiana is a big archery state, so. Well, we just did yes. land the big, although it was with a crossbow, we did land the U.S.'s biggest buck. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I want to come there for sure and go hunting. Uh, I want to come here and hunt. I've already got pictures of a lot of deer this year. Nice. <laughs> I want to go out west. That's where all the big game is at. 
yeah, it's fun. We've been getting some pictures on our cameras and stuff like that. It's been fun to start the scouting season already. Yeah. I only have one camera that's out all year. <laughs> nice. I've got four doe and finally got a picture of the fawn. So nice. That is actually the pinnacle of my trail cam is I, when I get to see the fawns in the yeah. springtime. Now yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. So for me with uh, <laughs> back to the archery, my elbow on my right arm, which is actually my dominant hand to pull back on, it doesn't lock out. Although I don't think that would be much of a uh, disadvantage, but because yeah, it's like that's locking. It's locking out. I'm showing you what it looks like. It looks like it's up to my viewers, uh, and not a full straight line, but it's got a V to it. Essentially, that wouldn't yeah, do much to it. Yeah, you're kind of in in inflection. That's elbow flexion. Was that what it's called? Your elbow slightly bent, and yeah. so that wouldn't necessarily matter because whenever we draw a bow, your elbow is always bent, and yeah. so on your on your string arm, we'll say. Yeah. And so we kind of divided into string arm versus bow arm. String arm there was slightly bent; that would be okay. Um, but ultimately, just looking, I mean, maybe it it might cause some muscle imbalances. And that may cause some overuse. What's a, a common form of actually um, archer's elbow? That's mm -hmm. very common. I see that oftentimes. And so people who have this elbow pain, I also address that and make sure that that obviously gets better. Well, my big thing is because the way my arm is, I put weight on it. It eventually uh, does like a popping feeling like it's slightly dislocated and I got to shove it back into itself and it pops and then it's fine. But that's when I'm picking up weight. Mm. And I think, would that be a reoccurring issue? Should I pick up the bow and pull like that? Or would because of the way my arm's going to be sh holding, is that going to be a problem? Um, yeah, I guess time will tell. I, okay. I don't, I can't necessarily say right off the hand whether it's going to be a problem or not, but I always encourage people to pick up a bow and I think it's an awesome sport. It's a fun sport. Um, everyone should pick it up. We, it will, I have the opportunity, I guess, consistent with this, with this podcast is work with a lot of people who are, um, disabled of all abilities. We'll say, uh, paralyzed. And I've the last three years, um, really ever since I started my business worked with someone, an archer or two or three a year, given, you know, got them a, a bow and arrow did the training, the rehab, and then kind of ended with a, with a hunt and stuff like that. And so this last weekend, actually, I was shooting with a bunch of these archers and stuff. So super cool to see these guys um, who are, you know, completely paralyzed out shooting a bow and shooting a fully 3D adaptive course. So, yeah, uh, that is, that's actually kind of interesting to note. Um, I've noted uh, my first episode actually was with uh, G4X Ar Adaptive Archery. And I believe we talked about it earlier, but it, have you uh, interacted with them at all? I have, yeah. W Wendy and Gary, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, G GX4 Adaptive. Yeah, they're awesome. They're, um, yeah, they I, I, I have. But, yeah, they just got a national team now, don't they? Um, I'm not certain about that. Um, they are on the national, they're on the USA yeah. archery team. Um, I was traveling, I went to Dubai with them actually. So that was a fun, fun time. Yeah, no, we went to talking about the, previously we were talking about 
how they don't classify disabled individuals as disabled, but people of determination. Yeah. Yeah. We had that conversation. Um, that's really cool. So yeah, in Dubai, <clears throat> when we were there, they, I can't remember like this, the backstory of it was basically like, they really wanted to revamp their, um, athletic athletics, I guess we'll say, and especially like the adaptive side of things. And so like actually Dubai is very accommodating for adaptive athletes and, um, what they were, well, it was like one sheik went to another sheik and the guy was basically like from here on out, we're not going to call them people with disabilities. We're going to call them people of determination because he was just so impressed with everything that they were able to do. And like, I, what I imagine is like the next day, every single sign was ripped down and put back up. And it was just like, you know, someone snapped their fingers and it was done. And I don't know if it was necessarily the case, but um, I kind of picture it that way because it's, it's just pretty cool. They, they, they re- reference them as people of determination, which I think is awesome. Yeah. And what, uh, oh, good Lord, I am, so, I'm having one of those days. <laughs> uh for the organizations that you've worked with over the years, um, do you, what are the organizations that you work with? We'll start with that, and then we'll move on. Yeah, so I start. So I work with um, Track Action Mobility. So Action Track Chair, those track chairs and stuff like that. Action Track mm-hmm. Chair, Track Action Mobility. My good buddy Brock um, here in Utah does the distributing there, and then uh, Disabled Outdoorsmen um disabled sportsmen as well and disabled outdoorsmen in texas actually went on a hunt with um brock and weston in texas that was really fun so that was when i helped my buddy brock um train rehab get a bow shoot and then we went and finished it whitetail hunting and then adapt like usa para archery like i say usa archery um it basically Oh, and then I do a lot of stuff with the the veteran community as well. Mm-hmm. Now, do you see that side of uh, your interactions growing over the next five years or so? Yeah, um, yes, I do. Which is, I love it. That's that's honestly one of my favorite things to do. My sister, she was born uh, disabled. She was born handicapped. Um, she was blind, and I think that's kind of what really sparked me into physical therapy. Actually, is just the caring for her, and I always. Um, it's, it's the three boys. It's so in my family, there's three boys and then my sister, she's the baby. And we always kind of, you know, joked and kind of were serious though, that she's probably the glue that kept our, us all together and stuff. So just have a special place in my heart for, um, individuals like that with disabilities. And, um, yeah, so I absolutely a hundred percent, I did my Eagle project for my sister's school. And it's just always been something that I've been super passionate about. So yes, any, any organization, veteran, civilian, doesn't matter. I'm there to help out. Yeah. That, I'm going to try and stop using that so much. <laughs> uh, but with uh, your sister, would you say that were you into hunting before your sister? Or I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I, I grew up hunting i think my earliest memory of hunting seriously is probably two years old um we had horses and mules and i can remember my dad taking me on the back of the horse 
bundled up in a sleeping bag and up at a piece of a cabin that we had just huddled up behind a, in a sleeping bag as it's literally snowing on us. And I'm probably not more than four years old really. <laughs> and just, so that's kind of the first thing that I remember going around my grandma's property and shooting, shooting birds with my BB gun and <laughs> shooting bird feeders. <laughs> so um always getting in trouble for that. But yeah, from my, from all seriously, as soon as I can remember, that's what I've always been doing is hunting. So yeah, I'm still going to say that sounds great because it is. I mean, you've uh, grown up with the passion of archery in your blood, pretty much, and it's transferred over into what it is today with the people of determination. And obviously, it's evolved into the Mountain Archery Fest, Mountain Physio, which I would like to see uh, if you would like to be expanding a few bit more. Where do you see th- that side of your business expanding out? too um it's already i guess expanded a lot but i'll tell you um yeah we have a lot of things in the works this next for this finishing up this year as we finish up 3d season with mountain archery fest and then um total archery challenge as well and then next year there's a lot of there's i've already been in touch with a few other um organization groups there's a lot of different hunting um i guess archery events and just hunting events throughout the spring and summer. So next year we are planning to do quite a few more. So you ever done anything with hunters for life? They're a, hunters for life, I haven't, no. Yeah. They're a disabled, no, not a disabled group. They're a, uh, non-for-profit out of Northern Michigan, out of Michigan, uh, buddy of mine, Scott Evans, he's, uh, legally blind. He's got, I believe it's starlight in his eyes where mm. he can't see the center. But his dad is the president. He's the vice president, and his mom, I believe, is the secretary. So okay. they hold, they hold more fishing than they do archery. He uses a crossbow like me because obviously you can't focus in on something if uh, you can't see it in the center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But would you be doing the exact for not just the elbow, but for with physical therapy for somebody in a track chair or mobility? What would you go through the steps? if i were in a track chair sort of scenario versus a standing scenario yeah i mean the same thing really applies as a physical therapist like i i look at what they can do Mm -hmm. um what they can do what they want to do and then we kind of make a game plan for the in-between of how to get you with what you can do to what you want to do and is there adaptive equipment that is needed is there not any adaptive equipment? Can we work with what we have? Is there some strength? So we do a full evaluation. And so anyways, that's, that's a lot what I do and everything. And so I don't think it necessarily changes from person to person. It's um, yeah, full evaluation and make sure everyone's got really the resources that they, they need to get the work done. That's good. Have you ever worked with anyone that is fully disabled? Yeah. And like quadriplegics. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this last weekend <clears throat> we had some this last weekend and then in mountain archery fest in mm-hmm. Beaver, Utah, then about four weekends ago. So a month ago it was in Midway, Utah. 
and yeah, full on uh, individual classified as uh, quadriplegic or tetraplegic um, was there and shooting a crossbow. And so absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then not, not, not only that, but um, yeah, there's a really good friend of mine that we go hunting with all the time that is um, yeah. A, a quadriplegic as well and does a ton of shotgun shooting. He's a really good, he actually is really good at shooting a shotgun. <laughs> um, and it's pretty cool. He has like a, I want to say he has like a straw, a leather strap, sorry, oh. a leather strap that he like pulls with his wrist because he's got weakness in his wrist. And so it's, it's cool. It's cool. We went duck hunting and he was just killing the ducks. Like he was just slaying ducks. It's awesome. Nice. I uh, have a buddy I'm going to be going down hunting with uh, this September, Chad Willigura, and he has videos up on his uh, Able Outdoors YouTube, and they were showing the video of this kid, quadriplegic, and they set it up with the first time it was um, set up like with one of those uh, dead stop, like, (sighs) dear good lord rests or whatnot dead rests that holds a weapon or whatnot and then he fires but he couldn't get it to work properly this time they used a zero g mounting system similar to what uh freestanding free moving cameras and whatnot are Mm -hmm. and so they attached it to his left arm via velcro and all he had to do was suck on the straw when he had it in the aiming sight because you know he could move his arm freely but he just couldn't grip so all he had to do was suck on the straw afterwards and it fired the gun for him Huh, that's cool. So, so he went duck hunting like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. The uh, adaptive equipment that is around, and I've always been impressed with, um, which is why I love it so much. Just the people and people willing to help, give their time, spend their energy and time and attention to helping. You know, these people of determination. Really, you know, it's yeah. just cool. I'd like to see a a YouTube channel or a mainstream outdoor media channel called that now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I, I know that it's, I know that some stuff is in the works, um, <laughs> as far as a, a, a TV channel. So no particularly, kidding. particularly with mountain archery fest, which will be cool. Yeah. Cause I've looked everywhere for disabled outdoor media and haven't seen a single thing about it much. I mean, other than Able Outdoors and a few other places, but there's nothing too mainstream. Yeah. And so that would actually be kind of cool to be able to see that type of a show out there. I'd love to star in it myself, but that's beside the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's like, that's the goal. Get me a YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) I keep preaching about that, but I, that's, that further down the line really for me i'm just working on building this up and making it better yeah well i think it's a good thing i think um like i said i am grateful to be on here i think it's a good thing that we're bringing awareness for sure to others about helping other people get out outside now yeah i'm i just keep on driving in and i'm not trying to stay on things for too long for some odd reason but for someone like me, I was born with bilateral club feet. 
I've got Heart Murmur. What would you recommend? Because every time I, it's walking up the hills that I know we talked about it earlier, but uh, what would you recommend for me? What could I do to be able to do a mountain going on properly without totally just whiffing on it and hurting myself even worse than I already am? That is a great question to go from up to a mountain goat hunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I'm setting the bar high here for me. Yeah, you are. Um, I, I see people doing it, and I'm like, I want to do that, even if it's going to kill me. Not literally, yeah. physically. It just hurts. Yeah. I mean, the training would start, obviously, whenever you can. The training would start ideally yesterday, but... If not, then today, right? Um, And so training would look something like the form of some really, really good cardio. So whether it's an exercise bike because it's difficult to walk far and then just building up the endurance of walking as well and hiking and stairs and all sorts of things that that would be required of it. Um, And then maybe it's looking at adaptive equipment, maybe not even so much adaptive equipment, but trekking poles and and then other resources as well, as far as organizations that do a lot with it um, mm-hmm. or guides and stuff like that and see if there's areas that are easier and more accessible or whatever. But I think, like, I think always I've, always, I've had this mindset and I think ever from since working with my sister and um, just going through school and everything else and everything like that, working with individuals with uh, disabilities or people of determination will say yeah. is that it's always been something for me like the the word no isn't an answer like if someone's like hey i want to go do that then it's not like well no you can't do that because you you know you just can't it's okay let's you know let's find a way to adapt let's mm-hmm. find a way to let you do it and it's going to probably be hard and a lot of it's going to be hard and difficult and we'll see what we get to but I'll tell you, I'm really excited this year. Um, there's an individual, he's a veteran and he, um, has bilateral, let's see, bilateral below knee amputation. Um, and he drew a hunting tag, an expo, an expo tag here in Utah. And he is, wants to go ride on the mules. We have horses and mules, so we're going to go take a big pack trip. And then he drew an archery tag. So it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be hard. I've seen him hunt before and stuff like that. I've seen him shoot. He's a good shot. He hard hunter and just has a lot of grit and stuff like that. Um, but there may be some times that we're carrying him on our backs or whatever. He's crawling through the mud. Like it just, but I don't think the answer, the answer is not. No, the answer is okay. Let's figure out a way to do it. I would say bring in one of those fat wheel bikes to help out if need be. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, in this area we're going, you can't you can't use them. But yes, absolutely. No kidding. I thought they were allowed to be used all over since they're electronic and not electronic, electric. Yeah, there's starting to be more and more restrictions on them actually, which is kind of unfortunate. Which is actually really unfortunate. But so pretty much, if I were to go out there, would you say that I would have to have either? written approval stating the doctor saying I need one or would I be able to still use one without getting a written approval? It's a good question. I don't know that answer. Um, the, 
you'd honestly probably have to contact Forest Service Division, Wildlife Division, and all sorts of things like that because there's mm-hmm. certain trails that you can use them on, certain ones you can't. In this particular area, um, in wilderness area that say no roads, you can't use a motorized vehicle. No. And that they consider that a motorized vehicle. Well, I would think the don the uh, mule riding would help out pretty well, actually, for getting yeah. up and down. Yeah, no, it'll I've, be good. It'll, it'll be fun though. It's exciting. You ever been tossed off a mule? Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I think I got tossed off a mule when I was twelve, but nice. that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't rode a mule in a while. I heard they are fun though. They are. It is fun. I love, I love, love it. Yeah. What would what would you recommend as a doctor for a first timer to like me to ride a mule without actually getting the injuries that you can receive from riding improperly? Um. <laughs> well, start start sitting on a saddle so your butt's used to it. I guess first and foremost, <laughs> I go sit say- on a fifty. You go sit on a fifty gallon barrel. I guess we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just- no, I'm just joking. Yeah, but um, yeah, just just go out and do it, really. Yeah, because I haven't actually ridden on a bicycle in a while, and I know my butt's gonna be sore from that too. Yeah. <laughs> what other type of adaptive equipment have you worked with throughout your career in the outdoor industry? Um, good question. So cyclists we'll say um triathletes we'll say as well um so your runners amputees your runners your cyclists your swimmers um what else have i done um skiing a lot of skiing here in utah so sit skiing that's pretty fun that's really cool to watch i've seen a couple bits of that uh buddy of mine Mike Burnside, his daughter is wheelchair bound and she uh, goes, has skiing lessons and she's doing that. She has horse riding lessons and now she's got a track chair to pull the deer out when she hunts now. Nice. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. I've learned a lot since starting this podcast, which is actually the greatest thing for me is just starting it where i was at and seeing how small my viewpoint it was to what it is now right is the greatest thing and obviously we've covered where you've been in five years with your business and company but do you think that you would see a mountain physio in all 50 states uh yes i do that's the that's the goal that's the plan right there is um i have a the, the business side of things for me, I do obviously the physical therapy. And then as the owner of the business, um, I'm hiring all the time therapists to um, work with me. And so, yeah, absolutely. That's the goal is to see Mountain Physio in every state and to see a push towards helping individuals with disabilities as well. Now, uh, for that, I'm just asking because of my state alone. Uh, where would you see it being? put in or would you have multiple offices in a single state or just single base point? That's a good question. I don't know that for sure. Uh, most likely it would be a single individual. Um, basically I'm looking for individuals who are 
passionate about the outdoors, who have the skill set as well in, in orthopedics, in physical therapy, in healthcare, um, who are interested in growing and developing for themselves as a, as a clinician, but also helping the, um, uh, our business grow as well. And so, um, I don't know yet to be, to, to be determined, I guess I'll say there's, okay, there's so a lot, it, there's a lot to be discussed so would you, there. So would you say it would be like more rural based business or would it be based in a city? I think that's what I was trying to get at. Um, again, I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer. I guess if someone's interested in listening to this that wants to to help me and join me, then reach out to me and we'll decide if it's a good fit or not. <laughs> hey, that always works. Right. So um, obviously we covered that. And how, how many are mountain archery fests do you host in a year? Um, so I've attended two this year. I've attended the one in Midway, Utah, the, in the one of beaver um next year i plan to attend um a handful more this year we also may go up to montana and so plan to attend um a handful more of them probably utah all the utah events um colorado montana we'll see probably the wyoming one so um a lot of the ones out here in the west probably do all that and then have a bunch of other events, like I mentioned, um, that I'm planning on attending. Yeah. I, uh, talking to, going to talk to a guy, uh, with, uh, Missouri disabled outdoorsman soon. Mm. And they're at, obviously they're a non-for-profit again. I talked to a lot of those and I don't regret it, but, uh, yeah. Do you see yourself, uh, talking with more non-for-profits that you don't talk to out East maybe? Absolutely. That's, um, yeah, why I've, I've hired a, a few of these therapists across the country to working out there that they can know more about that as well. And then as well as it's just a matter of learning more like from this, you know, and other organizations and absolutely I'm more than willing to help. I've traveled to Oklahoma recently with the USA archery, um, um, under USA archery to travel to the Endeavor games and that was really interesting and so did some classification there for athletes and so yeah i'm always learning about new organizations and traveling to um new states and willing to help out whenever i can nice now i have to ask this because i'm just thinking about it what are the race do you go with insurance for your practice a lot or is it outside of the box or do you accept so i do I do a cash based, um, practice and it depends on kind of what we do, I guess I'll say. So evaluations, follow-ups, things like that. So with that said, this is kind of a misnomer. People think of that as that you don't accept insurance. And mm-hmm. so I, I have a cash base, but we can bill through insurance. Um, yes, we can do that. Nice. So. I'm having issues with my insurance right now. I had uh, went to a place and they build the insurance and the insurance is sitting on, I think, five separate sessions now. Yeah. So, and they're like, oh, by the way, we want you not to get hit with the bill that, mm-hmm. that's going to be coming. I'm like, great. Thank you, insurance. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, I, 
when I started my practice, I wanted to go do it cash based. The reason why is because I did a lot of home health at the time. And when you have insurance companies telling um, clinicians that they are only allowed to see a person for so many visits, it's very frustrating for me as the clinician to be told you can only see this person so many times. Now I understand the rationale behind it, but I just think it's, it's not a great model. And so I don't love the insurance model. I think insurance is good. Insurance is very helpful for people, but I will say running a cash-based physical therapy clinic can be, um, or for patients can be very much more affordable than even going through your insurance. Because if most people don't know that there'll be some form of copay, usually people are aware of that. There'll be some form yeah. of copay. And then there'll be on top of that, the bill that they usually receive a month or two later for however many visits. So if they're going twice, twice a week and it's only covering, we'll say on a $400 visit, it's only covering 80%. Oh man, I can't do the math right there, but um, what is it? A hundred, uh, something like that. I think it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe 80 bucks or something. Like 80 that. bucks or so. So we'll say plus the copay. So it can be actually twice a week. Um, that can add up quite quickly. And so if I see people, typically it's, uh, every few weeks, um, my, my goal is to teach people and help people understand their health and get the knowledge that they need and then be able to, um, do the exercises themselves. And so, um, a cash clinic can be much more going to one or an out of network clinic can be much more affordable for individuals, even if they have insurance. So, yeah, I know I went to a little, my local chiropractor here and they said, oh, by the way, your insurance doesn't cover a whole lot. So you're going to have to pay X amount of money every so often to get it set up and to be able to keep paying it. So it's understandable. Yeah. To be so I, to that's, yeah, that's what I love to, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I started uh, my, my practice was to be an advocate, A, for my profession. I love physical therapy, but B, also help under people helping people understand their benefits and their insurance and their what's the best, you know, practice for them, whether it's surgery, whether it's physical therapy, whatever it is. Um, that's one of the reasons why I started my practice. Yep. And now for your practice, uh, payments, do you accept a minimum payment or do you accept the full payment at uh, the beginning? Like a dentist office does if you don't have insurance. Um, yeah. So if people need to make payments, then they can, they can do that. But, I guess I haven't ran into that. I haven't ran into that. So. I wish my dentist did that. I yeah, I wish the dentist yeah, did that. They want. They always wanted upfront everything. Yeah, I I'm willing to work with people. Like that's nice. the that's the that's the key is is what I, I love what I do and I believe in it. And there's a lot of people that um, I've been able to help out, and I'm excited to help out more people. And it's just a matter of you know working with people, communicating with people, and saying this is what we expect. And yeah. Nice. Now, do you want to make any plugs for your business and anything? I think, no, I just appreciate you having me on. I think um, I'm happy to see anyone, um, whether able-bodied or, you know, people of determination with disabilities, whatever it is, making sure that people are staying healthy. Check out my website. Um, it's just, just www.mountainphysio, spelled M-T-N-P-H-Y-S-I-O.com. So mountainphysio.com on Instagram. And I think my Instagram, I think is MTN underscore physio. And then 
um, yeah, Facebook, I'm not on, I'm not as active on there, but Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all sorts of things. So <laughs> thank you for coming on and for everyone, stay adaptive. For the next-